Hello there and welcome to the Pot Cross Podcast. My name is Josh. With me, as always, is Tom. Hello there, Tom. Hello there. You're sounding very smooth over there in the hosting chair. Well, it's a very chill sort of intro, like you're doing a talk show or something. Well, uh, similar to a talk show, I guess. I can. There's like a there's like some jazz music in the background playing in my mind right Ooh, now. Oh yeah. Someone's smoking a cigar over in the back. Some smooth jazz. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Uh, you recently uh, went to Orlando. I did, and I did. I, I don't know box. if I've brought it up enough. People might not be aware of this, but I've tried to play it close to my chest. But yes, now it's out there. I have indeed been <laughs> to Orlando recently. And uh, I'm going in a few weeks. Yes, that's true as well. Uh, so we're going to keep most of the parks until after I've been. Yeah. But in the meantime, you have been to SeaWorld Orlando. I have. We're going to do a trip report. Yeah, we're going to do a trip report. We, we've done before, if you're not familiar... Basically, when we go to theme parks, we're going to do podcasts in which we report back on our time at said parks. So we've done some from Disneyland Paris previously. We've done one from Universal Singapore previously. I think we've done three or four, which you can find in our back catalogue of episodes. And yeah, the time has come come. for SeaWorld. Um, Reason being we're doing this now, prior to your trip to Florida, is because it's not on your itinerary this year. Absolutely. Any particular reason? Uh, yeah, well, a few reasons. Uh, I haven't actually done it since 2011. Oh. But the last time my brother went, uh, who was also going with me this time, didn't have a great experience. Oh. Uh, rude cast members. Oh. Um, didn't really like the conditions the animals were kept in. Well, that is the big issue with um, SeaWorld, I'm afraid to say. Yeah. Obviously, you have been. I have. I have been recently. I, I was there as of recording just a few weeks ago. Yeah. So we're going to go through my experience of it. Now, just to, to say it up front, I've been to SeaWorld plenty of times. So we weren't particularly bothered about seeing particular shows. You know, normally you go to SeaWorld, you find yourself planning the day around the shows. You know, okay, so Dolphins are on at 11 and Shamu's on at half 12. If yeah. you want to be out of here by 4, then that's the only Shamu show we're going to have time to see. So we've got to make sure we're there on time and blah, 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 blah. And you do the rides based on when the shows are. On the particular visit that I just had that we're going to be talking about primarily, we weren't as fussed. So by and large, it was just, let's get these rides done, because that's kind of why you're there for now. So I guess, you know, just to get it out of the way, you you touched on it there, the condition and the animals are kept in. Obviously, that's kind of the big elephant in the room or the big orca in the room. When it comes to SeaWorld these days, you can't really talk about it without being aware that the debate over the... The keeping of the orcas, let alone the condition that they are kept in, is, you know, a massive talking point. It's yes. kind of been a big problem for SeaWorld ever since the Blackfish documentary came out. Absolutely. They've obviously had some really tragic incidents with, with some of the whale keepers in recent years as well. This isn't obviously an issue that's exclusive to the Orlando Park. You've also got the San Diego Park. where and the San same, Antonio. Yeah, where, you know, people were similarly displeased about the conditions there as well. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think that there are some animal exhibits and some animal enclosures at SeaWorld that I, you know, unless you are flat out, no animal should be kept in captivity at all. You're clearly going to take issue with everything here. Yes. As someone who isn't of that mindset, I think there are plenty of exhibits and enclosures here that are well kept, decently sized, animals look happy and in good condition, I would say. But then there are parts of the park that really, to be honest, they're kind of... I don't know if I would go as far to say disgraceful, but they're not good at all. The World Arctic section 
yeah. is one that I have sort of almost brought up in jest on the podcast previously. That whole area feels like it's still stuck in the 80s or early 90s at best. The The ride is almost hilarious in how dated it is at this point. Yeah. And... Um, it's yeah the the aftermath of the ride where you walk through some indoor animal enclosures uh is kind of tragic and sad to walk through at this point uh, yeah. multiple people i heard talking about the fact that there used to be a polar bear who's now uh, who sadly died i think a couple of years ago now and they've moved just moved some seals in there and um it's like they've the seals that misbehave from the outdoor enclosure just get chucked in here Ouch. it's like yeah. they have a time out you know in the dead polar bear area <laughs> Um, and I'm pretty sure the manatees that are in there have just been doing swimming in the same exact circle yeah. for like 25 years. Are they just years. robots? <laughs> yeah, they might not even be real. They could well be. They could well be robots. Um, so by and large, yeah, I think it's a real mixed bag when it comes to the animal enclosures. It kind of always has been, um, but you yeah. really weren't quite so aware of the issues when you were younger. No, um, absolutely. But now it's it's much more apparent. You know, you can't get away from it. So the penguin section is is all right though. That's that's that seems all right. That's there's no, no coincidence. That's the newest animal exhibit that they I, have. I there. really like the penguin exhibit at the London Zoo. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually, really cool. that's quite nice. One thing I will say about the penguin exhibit at SeaWorld, um, if you've listened to our last few episodes, you may have heard me talk about the fact that the weather wasn't brilliant every day that we were there. Uh, we were there in March during um, kind of the height of US spring break, so it was kind of mad. Um, SeaWorld less so, actually. It wasn't quite so hectic as Universal and Disney as you would well, expect. Obviously, the students are the most likely to not want to go to SeaWorld. Yes, the most sort of... Uh, PC-aware yes. people who are, are likely to take the most issue with, well, the, the most issue with the issues at yes. SeaWorld. But the Penguin Exhibit is something I normally like to spend a decent amount of time in. There's some good photo opportunities and whatnot. Uh, too cold. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cold in there. Um, so when it's already quite cool outside and you go in there, yeah. I know it maybe doesn't make complete sense, but in some ways it felt colder than it would have done if... When it's 35 degrees outside, you almost feel like, oh, a bit of relief yeah, from the scorching heat. God. Whereas I'm just going, coming in from the kind of chilliness into the freezing cold, and it's not a great, pleasant you feeling. Want. You want it to be hot. Yeah. So, didn't spend as much time in there as usual. Understandable. Yeah. So, we've got all the animals stuff out of the way, really. The rides. SeaWorld has been focusing way more on their ride lineup building ride after ride really yeah and even trying to reinvent rides that are already there such as kraken when they put vr on it for yeah, a little that, bit that, that worked that went well yeah there's still a big sign for kraken unleashed which yes. is what they rebranded it to when they added vr uh, but the vr is no longer there and wasn't when i was there i think they might be re rebranding it back to kraken as well one would think that, that, that yeah. that's the case uh, while we're on the topic then, Kraken, I'll, I'll talk about that one first. Um, I actually find Kraken to be a, a pretty rough experience these days. Yeah, second oldest ride there now yeah, I after think it Journey was, to Atlantis. Um, a late 90s addition to yeah. the park. And I remember when it first opened and I wouldn't have been tall enough to do it. My dad did it and really enjoyed it. And my mum will never forgive him because my mum by and large doesn't do the big roller coasters. Uh, and my dad told her, I know you don't normally do these, but I think you should try that one. It's new, it's pretty smooth, you should do it. Oh, no. And my mum did it, and um, no. Never fan. again. Never again. Could have could have ruined the marriage right there. It was a risky move. Yeah. Um, that didn't that didn't have payoff, unfortunately. Yeah, we, we had a similar moment in 2015 when we was at Islands, oh. and we was like, well, we're probably never going to come back. 
Right. So you should you should go on Popeye. You know, my mum doesn't do water rides. Right. Any particular reason? Just doesn't she like do- getting wet. Doesn't like getting wet. Okay. Like if she's like ready to get wet, like she's going swimming or something. Okay. Then yes, but not when she has to walk around the rest of a theme park. Sure. Understandable. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm the same sometimes. And I, was, I wasn't too fussed about doing Popeye this year either. And my or dad and I do. love Popeye. So we was like, oh, you know, can be the last time. See why we love it so much. <laughs> she was not. She was like, "Give me the car keys. I'm going home." <laughs> yeah, it took a long time to uh, bring her back down. Right to be willing to walk around the rest of the park. Because what I find when you're on Popeye, well, any any rapids ride, part of the fun of that is because everyone can see each other. It almost becomes like. A very, it almost becomes a social experience. Everyone's looking at each other, just laughing. Everyone's yeah. soaked. There's, there's kind of that. Yeah, there's a nice social element to it. I take it your mum wasn't playing along. No, she just kind of looked yeah. like. I, everyone has to buy in, I guess. It's, yeah, it's you need to buy thing. in to 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 enjoy those things, and yeah, I guess that just wasn't the case. Yeah. Oh no, and I guess because you can laugh at someone because mm. then they're going to laugh at you five seconds later when you get yeah soaked. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of like. But your mum wasn't having it. it. No. Alas. Um, but the thing with Kraken now is that because of the additions of Manta and Mako, which are two of the smoothest roller coasters you could ever possibly ride. Very new rides in comparison. Kraken is a bit rough. You do come off it feeling shook, I would say. It's not at Gwazi standards, but what is, other oh, well, than being involved in a horrendous road accident? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... Kraken is uh, for a steel coaster certainly does throw your neck about a bit and um, is a little bit rackety, uh, rickety rackety. I would it, say it, it, it has been there a while. It's for sure. It has. It has. It needs a bit of a TLC. Somewhat unique in terms of Florida coasters, anyway, in that it's flawless but not inverted. So your, your legs are, are swinging free. Yeah. Um, but it's not inverted, like a Montu, for example. It's, of course, um, yeah, no. It's like Shikra in that it's on the track, yeah. but it's it's flawless. Uh, it's still great fun though. It's 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 a th- the the first um, drop is great. That you still get a really good sense of speed, and I like the design of the track still. How especially when it when it's coming towards the end and it's um, getting quite close to the entrance to the ride, so it's quite easy for you to get if you're not on the ride to get good views of you know your party. Um, as you're waiting for them to come back, that kind of thing. Which is an important part. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. Like, it's, like my mum doesn't do those kinds of rides, so it's nice that you know there's an opportunity to get a good view of the action and you know snap pictures of, um, of me and my dad while she waits for us and that kind of thing, rather I, than just have to sort of loiter in a gift shop. Yeah, I always find the people that aren't on the ride enjoy spotting you on the ride. Yeah, yeah, so. which isn't quite as possible on, on certain coasters no. like Kumba for example yeah. it's next to impossible at Bush Gardens uh, rock and roller coaster <laughs> well yes indeed <laughs> I really like the the market that is clearly there for t-shirts that represent the fact that you are a non-rider mm. like Disney are in on that pretty hard at this point I think Bush Gardens do as well like I'm here to carry the bags or whatever yeah. like making light the fact you don't do the big rides I, I'm a fan of that stuff so that's cool um, but yeah, Kraken is is still one worth doing. I don't know if I'd stand in a long queue for it at this point, but it's good fun still, and it's a thrill for sure. One thing, or the ride next door, Journey to Atlantis, oh. I did not expect to like nearly as much as I did because it's been 
quite some time since I did Journey to Atlantis. I can't remember the last time I rode Journey to Atlantis. On my last few visits to SeaWorld before this one, we generally skip it for a variety of reasons. You know, there are days where you don't feel like getting wet. There are days where the queue's long. There are days where, I don't know, you just don't fancy it. We've done it plenty of times. It's not aged brilliantly in certain aspects. Yeah, I think the last time I rode it was 11 it. years ago. Wow. Yeah. Initial part of the ride, we were just going through... Atlantis itself and there are sets and props and lighting effects and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, very half assed at this point. <laughs> I might be misremembering, but I want to say that there used to be some sort of voiceover from a sort of Medusa looking figure. There's definitely a Medusa face at one her point. Her face is projected yeah. onto a statue at one point above the boat, perhaps yeah. just before you go up the chain lift. Yeah. As far as I could tell, and I don't know if this is just how it is or whether we were on a it was broken. None of that. No VO. Certainly no projection. So you were just kind of looking at these very old-looking models and sculptures, and it was kind of a bit naff, if I'm being perfectly honest. What they should do is uh, speak to Disney and get a tie-in. Yes. (laughs) Um, But the ride, or the thrill factor, the drop, and then the coaster section afterwards, still really good. I was pleasantly surprised by... How scary I found the drop, quite frankly. The drop is great on that, right? The drop's really good. Yeah. 100%. And the splash, it's kind of deceptive because you... what Part of the decision um, behind going on it was that we were watching the boats go down, trying to get a sense of how wet are they, how wet are they? Because it was a bit overcast and we thought, I don't really want to walk around in uh, conditions that I'm not going to dry off super quickly. No, yeah, of course. And, but we were looking at those boats come down and thought, no one looks that wet there. This one looks like it will be all right, actually. Uh, but it's deceptive because you don't really get very wet on that first drop, which generates the biggest splash because all the water gets Thrown flies out. Yeah. The thing you forget when you haven't done it for a while is that when you've done the drop and then the boat is going around the bend back adjacent to the bottom of the drop, that's where all the water goes. So when the splash happens, the water that gets chucked to the right is falling on top of the boat that has just done the drop and is going back around the left-hand side. Of course, So yeah. that's where you get soaked. <laughs> so you kind of get to the bottom of the drop, you're laughing and joking, good thrill, Everyone, you're thinking, great, great, now it's the yeah. coast a bit, and then next thing you know, you're fucking soaked. Oh. So that's kind of brutal. Yeah. I um, uh, I would really like to them to bring a new version of this technology to uh, potentially uh, Fantastic Wells at Universal for a How to Train Your Dragon ride. What part boat ride, part roller coaster? Yeah, that would be fun. Certainly. Uh, so in How to Train Dragon Three, uh, spoilers. I the guess. hidden world. Yes. Uh, spoilers. Yes, as you say for. Uh, there's, there's a bit when they get to, how they get to the hidden world. Mm. There is a fall that is involved. There is. Uh, and then there is a water area. There certainly is at the bottom of that fall. Yes. So I think a roller coaster to come boat ride would uh, suit that very well. Yeah. Now that you mention it, and would the would the vehicle be a boat or would it be a dragon? Um, so would the would the would the would the idea be that you're a dragon and when you hit the water, you're more like you're skimming the surface of the water on a ooh, dragon, or cool. are you on a boat the whole time? Well, I guess it's the Viking theme, so you could go with whichever one fits the overall flow best. And would it be an indoor ride? Guess I guess part of it at least. Yeah, that's a that's a good shout. Yeah. You should get on to build it in Parkitect. 
Yeah. And send on your designs to Universal. Send the safe file over to Universal. <laughs> yes. And see what they make of it. You can have it for free. <laughs> yes. The Journey to Atlantis. I mean, much like Kraken and much like Wild Arctic, you feel like needs a, a lick of paint. A bit yeah. of a refresh, a bit of an update. The the fun factor is not as heavily compromised as it is on Wild Arctic, which is just a bit of a tragedy at this point. But crack, um, you know, Kraken and Atlantis are still very much rideable. They still yeah. have, you know, uh, still thrilling, still fun. But yeah, the in the case of Kraken, as I say, it's a bit rough. Uh, and in the case of Atlantis, it's more to do with everything that comes before the ride really begins. To be honest, yeah, that that all that stuff could maybe do with a bit of work. What I found quite interesting about um, jumping ahead a bit here, Infinity Falls. I was curious as to whether or not there would be a great deal of theming going on. Was this? It was it open at the time? It was open. And yeah. you did you go on it? No, unfortunately not. the The day that we went, the queue was a little too crazy, right? For for something that again, you were going to get soaked on on a day where drying off wasn't really on the cards. Yeah, it was that new hotness though. It, was, it wasn't hot. Well, no, <laughs> the ride was new. Yeah. Um, from what I could tell, the theming if you can call it that of infinity falls is kind of it was it had a, a very environmentally friendly message basically i think each of the rafts was if i'm getting this right was kind of na- meant to be named after a sort of expedition team that right. was kind of going out into the waters to sort of kind of clean up really and kind of uh, there wasn't really much of a point to the ride beyond stressing the importance of looking after nature right. and that kind of thing and I just wondered whether or not a good PR move for SeaWorld would be if the time comes at some point to retheme a Kraken, retheme an Atlantis, is move away from like the mystical, fantastical theming of those rides and move it closer towards the rest of the park, which is now becoming this kind of, you know, pro save the seas, honest, we care yes. kind of message. Because that's what they're going for, even with, like, you know, even Manta and Mako, they're not. Sort of, oh, it's the you know the legend of this mysterious manta ray god or something. No. It's just it's just a manta ray. Yeah, like manta you're rays going are cool, through the right? queues, looking at manta rays. Look how amazing they are! Isn't it great? Look at these all these incredible creatures that live in the seas. Isn't it important that we protect the seas and the oceans? And then yeah, you go on a cool roller coaster, and of course, there's not like a message on the coaster. <laughs> there's not a vo in the seat going, "Remember to recycle" as you go upside down. <laughs> <laughs> But it's still like, as you're queuing and, and whatnot, there's, you know, that... Nature? Nature, pro-nature message. <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a spasm there. I don't know what happened. Just remember to recycle, Tom. Yeah, exactly. Just remember to recycle. <laughs> um, you get that on a T-shirt? Yeah. And, and Mako's much the same. It's like you're going through the queues... Oh, that tells that. you to recycle as well? No. It just tells you how cool sharks are. Because um, of this great shark god. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a street sharks ride, um, but no, it's just all about you know these amazing creatures that live on our world. It's not about look at these cool uh, mystical creatures. So I don't know if they if the time comes to retheme Atlantis rather than trying to be like you're going into this mysterious lost city, whether they could hey, theme it in a way that just acts as an excuse to. What if Atlantis is real, Tom? Well, maybe some uh, people think they've potentially found it. Perhaps, but you know, and we we haven't been to the darkest of dark in the sea, so no. well, maybe the kraken does exist. That's true. That's true. But it will just be covered in plastic bottles and stuff oh. at this point, won't it? Unfortunately, 
Uh, you know. So, yeah, basically the point I was trying to make is, you know, Infinity Falls, Mako, uh, Manta have not bothered with, you know, particularly fantastical theming. Yeah. SeaWorld is not about getting lost in this, you know, environment that is meant to make you feel like you've journeyed to another world, which, you know, Journey to Atlantis in a pretty half-hearted way at this point is still trying to kind of do that. Yeah. The rest of the park is more just about celebrating nature and celebrating the seeds and maybe if the time comes to retheme Atlantis or you know update Kraken whether they just move more in that direction yeah, for those rides as absolutely. well I don't know it could be something to think about potentially um, so speaking of Manta speaking of Manta the uh, third oldest ride still that which is crazy to think about really. yeah. is it though what about March of the Penguin is that a ride that's a ride yeah that is a ride March of the Penguin is not very good. However, it gives me the same thrills that Cat and Hat used to do. <laughs> oh, no. Before Cat and Hat was scaled back, Cat and Hat used to be quite spinny. I don't know if you remember. But there were multiple... I think we've covered Cat and Hat being spinny or not. We have done, yeah. In our big thing pot letdowns, it was one of my honourable yeah. honorable mentions. Then, and then that we watched the video and it wasn't back that Cat spinny. And the hat. So Cat and the Hat now barely moves at all. It's just... It just goes through the story of the film. But it used it, to spin it head, and jolt around. It absolutely did. It and it head. was great. There's a part of the ride where the whole point is that there's a cat at the end of the corridor spinning on the wall. And you are meant to spin as well, the car. And now it doesn't. It just goes straight towards the cat in a straight line. There's a bit where there's wow. banging and crashing. And the car always used to bang and crash in time with the bangs and crashes. And now it doesn't, doesn't, now it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do it. However, March the Penguin does spin. A lot, actually. It's a trackless ride like Ratatouille at Disneyland Paris. Of course, yeah. Um, The theming is bad, so it's, it's, you're kind of in what kind of feels, to be honest, like, I don't know. If they put a bar up against one of the walls, it would kind of feel like you're just in a nightclub. Have you been on this ride? No, where is this (laughs) ride? Like, I can't remember. Um, Where do I place it? It's kind of, if you're walking towards Kraken. Yeah. And then do a right before you get there. I guess it's kind of down there. Is it in Antarctica Empire of the Penguin? Yes. Okay. That's exactly where it is. So basically, the Penguin exhibit you can go straight into, but the the idea is that you do the ride first. And then the ride... So you're going through this indoor environment. You're just going from room to room. All the walls are blue. There's some half-hearted lighting. It's meant to look all icy and cavernous and whatnot. Makes sense. I think on two occasions you stop and look at these big screens on the wall. On one occasion to just look at these cute little penguins walking about. And then at the end you stop again and the penguin called Puck. You've basically been following his journey from a little chick to a fully grown penguin. And at the end he jumps into the water and then gets chased by I think a a sea lion I think. Um, Gets chased by you in your trackless vehicle. Yes. But when the when the vehicle stops in front of this screen where the chase is happening, the the vehicle's still bobbing around and thrusting quite aggressively to sort of match the movement of the of the, the penguin as he's trying to get away from the sea lion, which is chomping at him and that kind of thing. Thrusting. And then when that's done, you spin around and the doors open and the you see the penguins, the real penguins, in front of you. In and they're exhibit. doing a dance. Yes, they're all dabbing actually and doing oh. and flossing. It's terrible. <laughs> Fortnite's ruined everything. And then you get off. Um, the vehicle, and that's when you walk through to the exhibit and can get up quite close to the penguins and stuff. Yeah, all the penguins are dabbing. Um, so that's that ride. Um, the longest queue, by the way, that we that we experienced at SeaWorld 
on our visit was for that ride. Not worth it. Just skip <laughs> it and go and see the penguins. I don't remember that ride. No, I mean at all. But maybe it wasn't there if you last one in 2011. I feel like it's newer than that. Right. Because mm. why I brought it up was what you said. Mantle is the third newest ride at the park, and I think it might be fourth. I think it's Infinity Falls, Mako. Penguins. Well, it's the third oldest. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, and then maybe you're right. No, yeah. no, you're still not right because it's. Wild Arctic, well, yeah, and Wild Atlantis. Arctic, I, Wild Arctic, I don't count. Wild Arctic is a ride, Josh. Uh, nope. I, I refuse to accept that Wild Arctic exists. Shorts and t-shirts are not proper Arctic gear. I disagree. <laughs> As you well know. Do you remember the name of your pilot on Wild Arctic? Jeremy. No. Oh. I can't. It's a Norm Snowman Miller. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. This is a snowman. Yeah. Over and he talks like someone doing a bad Bill Paxton impression. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. In case of an emergency, the person sitting next to you can be used as a flotation device. <laughs> ah! Snowman Miller. You that's got a, me again. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. I'll give Snowman that one. Yeah. 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 Um, I, that ride's. That ride's bad. So, full foldist. Yeah. My dad made a good dad joke when I said to him this ride could really do with an update. And he said, yeah, but if they went and refilmed it, there'd be no ice left. Oh. Like, good one, dad. You're right. Zing. It's quite sad to think about it, though. Like, yeah. that's, he's probably right, you know. Yeah. Everything I'm looking at in the World Arctic ride is probably not there anymore. This <laughs> polar bear that we're flying up close next to, dead. His home, gone. Yeah. He's not dead. He's just... In the South Atlantic somewhere. Oh, still like, alive. Yeah, somehow. just like on a tiny little... Just on a tiny mound of ice. Yeah, it keeps shrinking. Somehow that's sadder than yeah. him just being dead. Like it keeps shrinking every like day. It's just yeah. smaller. It's, it's actually quite sad. Oh, that is sad. Uh, that's very sad. I wish I hadn't said it now. Yeah. Just bringing uh, but, the whole thing down here. But really. Manta. Yeah. But Manta. Which is a lay down yeah. poster. All the questionable animal rights issues that exist at this park. Worth it! <laughs> This is the best roller coaster in Central Florida. <laughs> it's really good. It's hard to disagree. It's still awesome. Like uh, I, I mean, we've all automatically disagreed with ourselves because of our uh, top rides. Well, yes, we, we did but, the top roller coasters of all time episode recently, and um, in fairness, the one we gave it to in the end was it not Nem- was Nemesis not the winner? I don't remember. Uh, I mean, your favourite no. one was Nemesis, My which isn't even is. in Central Florida. No. So, you know, you're, uh, you're in the clear there. Rock and Josh. Roller Coaster. I said Central Florida. Rock and Roller um, Coaster, I believe. Was oh, the, is that... Yeah, I mean... We gave it to you. I, I can see why that was given. I mean, Rock and Roller Coaster is great. And I think that there was a bit of distance when we did that podcast, you know, between, yeah. you know, from the last time we'd done some of those rides. Having now a fresh memory of, of doing them all. Funnily enough, I... <laughs> I'm just going to undermine that episode completely because we didn't put Hulk on our list. Well, <laughs> the first you time didn't I did, put Hulk the first on your time list. I did Hulk uh, this year, I got off and thought, "God damn, that should have been on my list." Hulk's really good. Um, I haven't done Hulk since the upgrade. The upgrade's brilliant, and I think that might be why. I think maybe because I've only done the upgraded Hulk once or twice. Yeah. I've got like ten years of doing the old version of Hulk, and maybe. That's still my overriding memory when I think of Hulk. It's, oh, it's a bit rough now. It could do with some work. And then I remember... Oh, no, wait, no, they have done the work. <laughs> I've just only done it once since then. God damn forgot. it. But Manta, like... Oh, I mean, Manta. Disclaimer, I've not ever done a 
flying coaster. I, this is the only one of them I've done. Sure. So there might be more experienced flying coaster fans out there who are like, it's nothing special as far as flying coasters go. And fair enough, maybe that's the case. And I definitely think there is potential for someone at, let's say, Universal or Disney to come forward and build their own flying coaster and theme it to a degree that elevates it even further. Like You think of all the great characters of fiction that can fly. Iron Man. Iron Man. Superman. Or, yeah. Captain Marvel. Loads. You could think you could make an incredibly an incredible themed properly war, themed war machine flying coaster. Or a Disney war machine. Yeah. Right. As it is, we've got Manta, which is so I've been on air at Alton yeah. Towers, which is also a flying ride. Yeah. Uh this is superior to air. Is it? Yeah. Okay. The loop is amazing. Oh. The the weight the the feeling of the loop on Manta just makes me burst out laughing every single time. Something about being something something about moving in unnatural ways just seems to make me laugh. Like we go back again to uh, our recent screening of Dumbo <laughs> in a four DX cinema where every time the seats moved I just giggled to myself because I was like, ha, this isn't how seats work <laughs> And clearly when I when I get on Manta I'm never ready. I'm never actually ready never for ready. what's about to happen. I, I just because it's just it creates sensations so different to any other coaster I've ever done. I I genuinely do just burst out laughing every time. It's 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 something. It's really amazing. It's it's brilliant. My favourite coaster in Central Florida. Well, there we go. What about Mako? We haven't. Well, Mako, yeah, it's like that and Manta are two great coasters. Mako is not on the same level. It's it's much simpler. It's much more basic it's just lots of up and down movements i think it's meant to replicate the sensation of like a shark diving i haven't done yeah so it's very tall actually it's i think it might be the tallest coaster in the in the park like when you when you're going up the first lift and you get to the top and you you, you, kraken's right next to it actually because they both go out onto almost the same body of water they're built over over water they're both really it's like a lake isn't it yeah 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 so the way they've been built over the lake is really cool actually and you're towering above Kraken on Mako. And you basically get into the top of a really big point and then going straight down it at not quite 90 degrees, but it doesn't feel far off. And then it goes up another one using the speed it's generated from the first drop. You go up another hill and then back down and then back down. It's just up and down, up and down, really. So the Gs are great. It's a fun sensation. You know, it's a good feeling of weightlessness in your stomach. But it's 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 not as good as Manta. Manta is still by far the best ride at that park. But I like generally the direction SeaWorld are going. I think the quality of the rides overall that they've built in the last eight, nine years has been kind of stellar. Like the Penguin ride isn't brilliant, but you excuse it slightly because it's at least attached to a pretty good animal exhibit. But Mako, Manta, and from what I've seen and from what I've heard, Infinity Falls are all really good. Yeah. Like, they've all been built to a really good standard and I think that's the direction SeaWorld has to keep going in and we spoke a couple of weeks ago about there are plans in the offing for another big th- new thrill ride presumably at SeaWorld in 2020 so yep. it remains to be seen whether that's a water ride or a coaster or something different and where exactly that might be built but based on the quality of what they've been building recently uh, it's something to be excited about I think and uh, something that wasn't quite open when I was there but is also... Uh, getting rave reviews for yeah, different reasons awesome, is Sesame Street. Um, so there is a Sesame Street at Bush Gardens. Yes. 
which I've never had a proper look around because I don't want to look like a predator. But this, from what I can see, looks far better than that. Uh, yeah, it looks unbelievable. Yeah, really. Like for a non-Disney, non-universal part. Yeah, for, it looks way better than it had any right to be. Or it looks way better than it needed to be. And yeah, I think it's something that will draw families to SeaWorld again or draw families back to SeaWorld. If, if word of mouth's good and people become aware of the fact that, hey, there's this really good, really genuinely good Sesame Street land now at SeaWorld, um, and SeaWorld is much more affordable these days than yeah. Disney and Universal. Um, that should draw people back. I mean, it's just, in terms of rides, it's they've just reskinned stuff that was already there as part of Shamu's Happy Harbour. Yep. But I think it's it's generally just the, the theming of the land is what's really impressed people. All the character interactions seem like they go above and beyond. The parade's meant to be really yeah, good. The parade's meant to be excellent. They've got their own take on the Harry Potter wand stuff, which, is, which I find yeah. really funny. You can buy a bubble wand and, and but the thing with those interact is that- with stuff. The interactions, there's like a free interaction. Right. And then next to it is the wand interaction as oh, well. Oh, okay. So there's like two interactions that you can do. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So, And I've heard really good things about the grilled sandwiches, grilled cheese sandwiches. Well, I mean, if so. you can't do a good grilled cheese, what's the point? Well, yes, you could argue that. But hey, a good grilled cheese sandwich is nothing to be sniffed at. It's true. Um, or, or, well, I'd sniff quite a lot of it. <laughs> Well, yes. Grilled mm, cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think SeaWorld is in a weird place. I think public perception of it is still bad. And I think yeah. from a mainstream perspective, it kind of always will be. Like, But I think among theme park nerds and theme park like fans, yeah. its reputation is improving because the standard of the rides it's building is very high. Yeah, and Sesame Street has followed that trend in a in a different way. And uh, I guess what well one of the good things or one of the bad things is there are going to be no more animal shows mm. once the animals can no longer do the shows. Right. Yeah. So that means tearing down the stadiums, putting more rides in. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but I guess they would tear the stadiums yeah. down, wouldn't they? I mean, what what other use are there for them? Yeah, and at that point, not only have you got space, but you've also got you know, hundreds of people potentially who are being drawn to these shows at different times of the day and drawing people away from the rides and therefore keeping queue lines relatively, you know, manageable. Suddenly you don't have that anymore either. So no. you are going to need to build rides exactly. and other things to spread the attendance about and make sure none of the queues get too ridiculous. Absolutely. So yeah, I hadn't I hadn't considered that, but that is indeed worth noting. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the time we had at SeaWorld. It was chill in a way that i could definitely appreciate given how absolutely mental the other parks were during spring break and i'm very curious to see what's to come in the next year or so because as i've said the stuff they've built in the last six seven years has i think all been in its own way pretty good uh so yeah that's my trip to SeaWorld. excellent uh whether i'll be back at any point in the near future relatively near future i have no idea i would hazard a guess at no but i will keep uh i will follow its career with great interest (laughs) well thank you very much tom no you're very welcome it's been a really good uh a vivid description of my trip you probably felt like you were there right i did yeah yeah certainly the uh, penguin ride that was yes i don't need to go on the ride like a nightclub without a bar yeah So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Indeed. Uh, we are on the Instagram. 
We are. Where we post pictures if we have pictures to post. Yep. Uh, which is Parkrush Podcast. That's correct. Uh, you can email us, podcast at parkrush.com. Uh, email us your thoughts on what Tom had to say about SeaWorld. Yep. Uh, or any other thing that you want to say about SeaWorld. Yeah. Uh, and uh, parkrush.com for all of the podcasts where you can leave comments and stuff. And obviously on your preferred podcasting app. You can find us. You can find us on all of them. You can indeed. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. You're very welcome. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Uh, remember, folks, remember to recycle. <laughs> yes. If you take one thing away from this week's episode, remember to recycle! Recycle!